Folks, welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. My name is Trey Gonzalez, and today's episode marks the 340th overall episode from All Sports Best. Now, this is almost exactly six months since the last episode that we did, and it's just hard to believe that we've done 340 episodes. It's wild, but thank you so much for all the support that you've given All Sports Best, whether it's through the podcast, radio, events, social media, it doesn't matter. We always uh, just want to say thank you so much for all that love and all that support. Today's guest is an amazing one, as you've read in the title, right? A phenomenal athlete, but not just that, he is an even better human being. Today, he joins the podcast and talks to us a little bit about everything from the lows of being a rookie to the highs of being an all-star. It is going to be a wild ride, folks. Strap in. Let's get into it. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast It's been a long time coming, about six months since the last podcast, but we're coming back with a bang. Today we have Miami Marlins uh, starting pitcher, 2021 MLB All-Star and Rookie of the Year nominee, and also, of course, maybe most importantly, Carlsbad Caveman, former Carlsbad Caveman, Trevor Rogers. Trevor, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be back on the show. Third time on the show, so I want to thank you for coming back. Uh, You are very much a local dude, so... Appreciate that. Yeah, it's glad to be back, man. All right, so uh, today we're going to talk about a few things um, just throughout your year. This was an insane year to have, and of course, look back on. A lot of Carlsbad was rooting you on. We mentioned you a hundred times on the show and stuff, and a lot of people asking me, like, "Well, what's Trevor doing?" And so I'm like, "Dude, it's so easy to find now. Like, he is on everything now." Um, you had a phenomenal year, and I wanted to ask you this because you know with just being really good you have to face really good batters you can't just get by with with nobodies right so you face some of the greatest hitters of the game um of all the guys that stepped into the box who was the most difficult to face maybe a few of the most difficult to face yeah i definitely have a few uh probably andrew mccutcheon was one he was tough because probably the first ab i would always get him i would always get him i'm like okay i finally figured this guy out yeah and then further on down the game i'd fall into a pattern and with that guy been in, being in the game for as long as he has, you can't do that to him because he's he's looking for a certain pitch and he game plans for that specific pitch and he waits. Sure. So I, I would get him first pitch mm-hmm. or the first AB I'd get him. I'm like, all right, I'm fi- I finally got this guy. Yeah. Further on in the game, I'd fall into a pattern. Two strikes, I'd throw that same pitch and he would hit it about 430. Like, <laughs> oh man, dude, dude got me three times. This three year. times this year. Three times. Okay. He had my number for sure. It was. It was definitely a back and forth battle. Did you notice guys like that, like they, or even guys on your team, they study throughout the game or do they just take every at bat as they come? They just hang out in the dugout and then, oh, it's my turn to bat. I've already planned for this way ahead of time. Uh, I think it kind of goes from guy to guy and how they approach their ABs. Um, Certain teammates of mine assume whatever happens, they get a hit, they strike out, they fly out, whatever the case may be. Mm Um, they come right into the dugout and they, uh, look on the iPad and immediately, uh, see what that pitcher did in that AB. Okay. Um, and of course they're looking at their swings like, okay, how did I miss it? But then like <clears throat> the good ones, they'll see like, okay, he's who go breaking ball, two strikes or he'll 
pitch, pitching me backwards. So I need to look for this. Sure. So that's, that's kind of what separates who's going to be like really good this game mm-hmm. and who's kind of like still trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Okay. Who else did you find to be super difficult? Probably Juan Soto and definitely in the okay. second, the second half. Um, after the all-star game, that dude just caught fire. Mm. I think he was hitting upper three thirties, second half dude was just, you couldn't get the guy out. If you're going to get him out, you're going to get him out on the ground or a fly ball. They hit the warning track, you know? Sure. Um, what's just so hard about him is his plate discipline, his eye. It seems like he can track the ball as soon as it leaves your hand, like the full 60 feet. Mm. Like you see some guys that they'll track it 45 feet and they'll start, start to go. But him, he's just different, man. Like the way he can track a ball and like, you can get that great uh, breaking ball that strike the ball back of the plate. Like that's, that's a strikeout pitch for half of the guys yeah. in the big leagues. And it's still, still gotta be a good, good uh, two strike pitch to get those guys out. But that guy will just spit on it, and then he'll he'll give you that little shimmy. Yeah, right. And tell you like, "Hey, I'm on your stuff today." And Dang. the only pitch that I found out that I could get him was a left on left changeup, down and in under his barrel. And I mean the the spot for that is probably the size of a baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be perfect. <clears throat> and another thing is two. So he has two different approaches. Like um, early in the count, he'll have his regular setup. Like, still has a great eye. And then you get two, st- two strikes on him. And then he lengthens out. Mm. So, you start lengthening out, you take away the bottom part of the zone. And that's where majority of the guys are going to go two strikes to try to bounce something. Sure. Or get that strike to ball to the bottom of the plate. But he takes that away. And plus, he has a good eye. So, he has both of those things. You're like, dude, what the f- am I yeah. <laughs> what? yeah. What do I do here? Sure. And then you just – and he just lets the ball travel. Like, it's – it's impressive. Like you really have to battle with that guy. It's, like he needs to come out with a hitting. Oh yeah. Tape for sure. Yeah. He could be like the new Ted Williams and write a book. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Wow. So all the hype of him is a hundred percent valid. Hundred percent valid. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So I, I wanted to dive into um, like just you've been able to play in some amazing parks. Obviously, um, in Miami, you guys have one as well. Outside of of your home field, where do you love the most and maybe the best mound? Or do the mounds even change? Or are they all big leads like certified? They're just basically the same. They're all. I mean, they're all big league mounds. But um, New York, both Yankees and Mets. Um, it's hard to explain. Like the the dirt that's on top of it. It's like you can brush it out of the way and then get to the clay. Mm. Like it does, it's not mixed in with the clay. Um, Is that a good thing? For us, it's good. Like the clay that they use, it doesn't get worn throughout the game. And that's what I really like. I like it just a little worn. Yeah. But I mean, some mounds, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, it looks like a war zone up there. Sure. But those, those mounds, they, well, for whatever reason, they do a great job. But as far as uh, different stadiums are probably within our division i think atlanta's probably the best okay just where the ballpark's located new ballpark and then the atmosphere like you get braves get a rally going they'll shut all the lights off everyone will turn on their flashlight on their phone Dang. and start and start doing that chant mm-hmm. and doing the chop dude it, it's it's an, an unreal experience it gets my heart pumping man yeah 
And then probably out of division this year, um, Fenway, of course. I got to go inside the Green Monster and sign my name in there and pitching there on the reopening day, cold day in Boston. Dang. Everyone's going crazy. That's that's the loudest uh, place I pitched at this year. Really? Uh, yeah. So t- tell me about the Fenway thing. Um, like, I'm sorry, no, signing no. signing inside there, right? Is there any space? Like, how huge is that place? I've seen a lot of people sign it, and uh, of course, it's an honor. But but I mean, how how many how many spaces are left? It's at this point, it's like name on top of name on top. Of name. <laughs> okay, like you have to find like a little tiny area of concrete, and literally every every space yeah. that place is taken. Would you? Who did you see in their or their signature, of course, uh, that you thought was like the coolest one, or maybe a couple of them? It was it was really hard to find some because there were literally just so many. Yeah. But I ran. I think I saw Mariano's in there. That's so cool. Um, and then like as soon as you walk into the door, it says in big letters like the nineteen sixty seven All Star Game, mm. and it kind of like man, this place has been here for a minute. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just I was just infatuated with the history of it. I was just looking around the old school scoreboard. They had the the numbers everywhere. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was super cool. Yeah. So if they ever demolish that place, they gotta at least take that room out oh, and dude, relocate it. Dude, there'd be a revolt if they ever yeah ever tore no that place down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I mean, you've heard it a hundred times since it's happened, but you were an all star this season. Has that fully sunk in yet to you? It, it finally has. Yeah. Um. Really, I was kind of like, oh no, I'm I'm not good enough. Like we had Starling Marte at the time, and yeah, Jesus Aguilar was going on the tear. Cooper was starting to turn it around a little bit, um, and even Sandy, our ace, he was having a pretty good year. I'm like, man, that's my first year. I'm not these guys. Like Starling Marte is almost hitting 300. Why <laughs> I? But then like like I got the call that I was going to represent the Marlins, and I'm like, man, that's huge honor and I got to be with the best guys in the game and experience it and then being what is it five six months down the road it's like man I was I was good enough yeah not to toot my own horn but no dude all the work I put in it's like man I was I was good enough to be an all-star this year and it's something that I'm gonna work for to to keep going to because man that, that was so much fun yeah Okay, so I saw the video, and a lot of people did, when you were told the news that you were an all-star, right? <laughs> There's no way you really thought you were going to the minor <laughs> leagues. Did you? Really? I mean, of course, it's coming from the skit, but, like, no. come on. So they called me in. Yeah. In the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, like, I've had a great year. I think I know, because it was a week before the all-star break, even if that. Um, so I get called in. My pitching coach, Mel, and Donnie are in there. Um and uh, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait. I know what this is about, but all right. And he's like, well, Trev, you've had a great year so far. I'm. This is not exactly what he said, but pretty close. And he said, well, I know you've had a great year so far, but as far as like inning, inning limit and just all, whole 2020 of last year, we're going to option you down to AAA yeah. just for, for a little bit and try to mitigate your innings. and. I mean, um, it kind of somewhat makes sense. And, he, like, and the thing about Donnie is he st- said it straight face. Like, the yeah. dude can pull a joke and you don't even know it. And, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, what the f- <laughs> Like, I've, I've had a great year, but I, I guess this is part of it, right? Right. So my mind went absolutely blank. I'm like, dude, I'm going to Jacksonville. 
I spent half the year in the big leagues. I don't want to go to the minor leagues, man. This is too much fun up here. Yeah. And then he, he changes the the whole conversation to like, when's the last time you've been to Denver? I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> like, I'm mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, steaming right now. Yeah, Can I'm, I leave? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, well, it's been at least 10 years or so. I haven't been there in a long time. Like, my family went there for baseball and vacation. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, that's cool. He's like, well, you're going to have to go back. Go back there in a few days because you're going to the All Star Game. Yeah, he hands me the little the little pamphlet and I look at it and if you watch the video, like I don't have any emotion. No, at all. you don't. Because I was just like, you just told me I was going to trip. <laughs> so then after I'm like, so that AAA thing was a joke. And right. All, they both started laughing and said congratulations and. I think, to be honest, I think I was more excited that day. I didn't get optioned. Than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was super that uh, he could kind of make it fun and yeah, uh, give uh, bust my balls a little bit. And it, it's something that I won't forget for sure from my, no. from my first All-Star game. There's always cameras around, I assume. Because did you see the camera that was there? Was there like a guy in there? Tell us how that actually like unfolded for the film. So it was... On a little on on an iPhone on his desk, oh, okay. so he, they placed it like here was like a, a can or what you put your pencils in. Okay, and then there's another I think a a, a drink or a candle or something that he put it behind. Mm. So half the phone was covered by the pencils in front of it. So I they pointed it out and I could just see the cameras. I'm like, oh, oh. They, they got me. I would have never would have spotted it if they okay. didn't. Yeah, they pulled the fast one on me. <laughs> All right, so we're going to Denver, right? So the, you got the news. We're going. To, we're we're an all star this year. Um, walk me through like the shopping process. You got a custom suit, a sweet in. I don't know what it's called. What is it like the inseam or interior yeah. Yeah, or whatever inseam, it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Tessa, your fiance, also got to walk the carpet with you, the purple carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the shopping process for that? So my suit, I got that the previous off season, and that was like the suit for a special occasion. Oh, like it was, a, I guess, quote unquote, nicer than my other suits, but all my suits were really nice. So this was standard to you, or like did the they just tell you, hey, you need one just in case? How does that? They just for the red carpet, it, it's kind of do like dress up as you wish, but like kind of like don't be wearing pants and a t shirt. Like yeah. look presentable, look professional. And that was just for me, like, I'm going to look, it's my first all-star game. I'm going to dress up quite a bit. Yeah. So I had that. And then my fiance, Tessa, she and Cooper, um, Garrett Cooper's now wife, uh, they went downtown Miami that have a really, a lot of nice uh, stores and they, um, went and got her dress, which she looks really, really good in. Yeah. That's really cool. So she's, so a big leaguer's. It's just kind of like you guys have like a it's a, like a it's not a fraternity I guess but everybody hangs out their families or friends and stuff like that. Who are like your favorite or I guess not your favorite but your closest friends on the team? Speaking of like Miami, Miami? yeah, okay, I get, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, um, I would say definitely a lot of of course like all the starters are really close. When we traded for Lazardo, Jesus Lazardo, uh, him and I got really close. You know, two two high school guys. He was a year older than me. Um, two lefties, so we can kind of both pick our brains. Um, and then just a lot of bullpen guys, Zach Pop, Anthony Bender, Richard Blyer, Anthony Bass was a good guy to talk to, just been in the game a while. Yeah. And then Brian Anderson, Jazz Chisholm, dude's a goofball. 
Um, and then Lewis Brenton, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. And I just kind of shout out to Brenton. That dude, like he struggled, but I've never seen a guy like handle himself with more class and more professionalism. Like the dude. That's cool. Like that type of dude you root for to have like an amazing career. And I wish nothing but the best for Brenton, man. That dude's a class act guy. Sure. That's awesome. All right, man. So, um, once again, I, I, you know, I mentioned that you and your fiance both got dressed up for that. So congratulations again on, on, on the proposal and everything, the engagement, um, that was done here in Carlsbad. You're very, very local, right? So, um, I guess, I mean, I think I've asked you this question in the past, but looking into what we've had this past year and all that stuff, how do you stay rooted even after a year like that? I think it's just the way I was raised. Um, you don't, you treat everyone fairly. Um, don't think you're better than anyone else just because you've, uh, the situation that you're, you're put in really. And I really thank my parents for that. And my high school coach really, um, you always just preach just to stay humble. Um, sure. so I really just think, have them to thank for that. And that's just kind of my nature really. This year you had some of your hardest velocity, um, moments, right? So I looked it up and I was like, I wonder what his hardest was this year. And I, and I could have sworn, you know, 96, 97. I know I saw you hit 96 a lot, but I, I, they actually pinpointed it. It says the hardest velocity that you had this past year was in the fifth inning of the all-star game against Vladimir Guerrero jr. Legend, right? So this is a legend, legendary moment, 98.8 miles per hour. What went through your mind at that point? And did you even know like, Oh, I just let that one go. Dude, let me, I told myself I had one inning. I am going to let it eat. Mm. That was my only, okay. my only thought process. Um, I saw he was up to, up to, up to bat. And I'm like, of course this dude's got juice. He just put, oh, a, yeah. he put a ball about 460 in the first or second inning. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to rear back. And if he hits it, oh, well, and yeah. I, I just, I let it eat. It was a fastball up and in, got him on his hands and he got a ground ball. And I just threw it. I'm like, dude, that was fast. Wow. <laughs> that was really fast. And then it, my family, it said 99 on the scoreboard, but 98.8 yeah. to be exact. Well, 99. Let's, I'm, carry, I'm, gonna, I'm giving it to the, you. Carry the two. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are what those, that's something that happens. Um, even when you're like in high school or something like that, and you just got to whip your head back to look at the scoreboard, <laughs> right. And be like, okay, that oh, had yeah. to be hard. Yeah. I definitely took a glance. That was, sure. yeah, that was insane. Okay. So speaking of legendary people, I mean, obviously you met some insane dudes at the all-star game. Did you go to the home run derby? I did. Did you just hang out there with some guys? Did you talk to a lot of them? How did you handle just the social interaction? Well, for me, I was just kind of who I am usually a quiet guy but yeah. especially around like a like a group of people and group of people that I don't really know I don't if you're going to come up to me and talk then I'll I'll, I'll speak when I'm spoken to mm. I'm usually I'm like a quiet guy in that setting but uh I talked to JT uh Real Muto a little That's bit because cool. uh, he was on the on the Marlins when I was in the minor leagues and that dude's a great guy um, and talked to Kevin Gosman. We talked a little bit, just like he's been in the game a while, kind of yeah. struggled and then really turned it on this year and just picking his brain about that and how he handled it. Um, and then of course I was sitting next to Arnado and Schwarber. Wow. And they were just, they were like kids in a candy store. Like really? if people would go, uh, opposite field home run, like 
No, just be like, oh, backside, backside homer. <laughs> just acting like a little kid. And it was just, it was just so much fun. We were just literally so, so a bunch sweet. of adults having a blast at the home run derby. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Because these are the guys that are all over the TV. These are the guys that you saw yeah, yeah. before you were even, you know, maybe even considered yet, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. mean, they've been in the game. Um, one guy that wasn't there but ended up being very significant this year, won the MVP, right? Bryce Harper. You have a story about an encounter you had with him. That was in Miami, right. correct? Okay, so can you share that story with me? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I love it. it. It still gives me chills to this yeah. day. Um, so we have a barbershop in uh, the, uh, our stadium. So I was in there. It's the last series of the year, um, both out of the playoffs. So we're just really just trying to – Patting the stats, of course. Yeah. Um, and I'm done for the year. So I'm in there getting my hair cut. And then Juice is his name. Great guy. We're just talking. And he said, oh, yeah, Bryce and JT are going to come r- right after you're done. And I'm like, oh, crap. I hope I don't run into him. <laughs> um, not out of, like, disrespect or anything. I just respect those guys and probably just probably get nervous. But anyway... He's almost done. We're chit-chatting, and the door opens, and Bryce walks in. Mm. I'm like, well, I'm not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he sticks out his uh, fist, gives me a little fist bump. He's like, how's it going, man? I'm like, doing good, man. So uh, he's talking to the barber because he, uh, when he was on the Nationals, our barber would go around that area and cut different uh, oh. teams' hair during spring training. Okay. So, so they've gone way back. Uh, so they were talking, just catching up, and I'm done. Turn around, just tell Juice, like, thank you for everything. I appreciate it, man. And, uh, I turned to Bryce and uh, stick out my hand. I'm like, dude, it's been a hell of a year to watch, man. It's been so much fun. I really had an honor competing against you. And he's like, yeah. dude, it's been really fun to compete against you. And he's like, to be honest, you probably have some of the best stuff I've ever seen. That's insane. And like and he said, probably – through all out all my baseball career, you probably have some of the nastiest stuff I've wow. ever seen. Like I just I hate facing you. And I'm like, I was just, <laughs> I was dumbfounded, man. I said, dude, that that means a lot coming from you. Like what you accomplished in the game. He's like, dude, yeah. just best of luck to you, man. And I said, likewise, man. And it was like to this day, I still get <laughs> I get excited about it and chills because yeah. dude, it's Bryce Harper that told yeah. me that, man. It's it's just it's one of those moments. Like, dude, I'm in the big leagues. This is crazy, man. Right, no kidding. And I mean, I can imagine it's the closest you got to just like, you know what, forget it and just wrapping your arms <laughs> around the guy and saying, you know, I, I freaking love yeah. you, man. That's insane. That is really cool. So, I mean, just a casual day turning into one of the coolest days of your life. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Wow. No and then, and, but you were done. So, so now if, if you were to see Bryce Harper out in public, you, you feel comfortable to just say, what's up, man? Like, and maybe catch up with them or just kind of a shake his hand and, and move on kind of thing? Uh, probably at this point, um, since he's a lot more well-known than I am, like I probably wouldn't be the guy to go out of the way and bother him. But if he were to see me and kind of like remember who I was, then I would say like, Hey, how's How crazy is that, man? Yeah. You are at the, you're at the pinnacle of the, of your sport and you're just like, you're concerned about, I don't want to bother that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like just, that's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. All right, so um, I wanted to kind of go into some of the everyday things that you do now, but you know, to to folks like us here in Carlsbad or just anyone listening, 
it's not something that we really know about, right? Um, you guys have your, you got, when you fly, you fly by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You guys fly private. Right. So you're six, five. Is that, is that correct? I feel like you're six, 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 seven. Six, six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, six, All right. Yeah. So, so I looked at it. So they're wrong on the internet, by the way. So we need to get that fixed <laughs> up, but uh, you load into the jet at six, six. Okay. What is room leg room like? And what, what, what should we expect to see in the jet? So at the beginning of the year, we still had all the COVID protocols. Okay. So we would take a usual plane like you would find at American or Delta. Um, and the leg room was non-existent. Mm. And with those long flights, like my knees hit the back of the seat in front of me. So I would either lay down on the seats to my right or put my legs up. And okay. that and being in a suit, it was it was no oh, no bueno at all. Nightmare. So as the season goes and kind of the protocols loosen a little bit, we get a what they call a show plane. Mm. And it, it's literally like there's um kind of a a section of the plane where it's two chairs with a table and there's a couple of those where guys can play poker and kind of that stuff. And you keep going back to the plane where it's kind of like first class but in mm. the back. So it's like two chairs, two chairs. Like you can recline pretty much all the way back. Sure. A lot of leg room. And like it's like it's a show plane for a reason. Like plenty of room. And so was, everybody has the opportunity to sit at one of those. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's no sections of like normal seats. No. Not at wow. All. Okay. Cool. So, all right. You're passing the time. You got a long flight ahead of you. Um, what do you do? Are you just kicking it with music? Are you playing cards? I'm not a big card guy because I'm kind of a cheapskate and I don't want to lose money. <laughs> um, you're not, you're no Michael Jordan. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. But um, I'm, I was more at the, the at the back of the plane just for more leg room for me. And it was either kind of like watch a lot of YouTube videos, kind of just <clears throat> go down the rabbit hole there. Yeah. And if it was kind of a, a day or two before my start, I would uh, download videos because we have an app of. Um, to watch all of our film on the oh. hitters that we're going to face. So I would download all the film and then watch all the film and then take notes, like see what I see because most likely we're going to get in late and kind of at least do half of it before we get into the hotel and I go to sleep. Yeah. So kind of try and game plan ahead of time. So I'm not kind of sh- like rushing to do everything last minute and to let it all turn process, excuse me, um, so I have a little bit more time to game plan. Okay. As far as that was. Yeah. So if you game plan for Andrew McCutcheon, let's just say, since we've talked about him just a second ago, um, then do you, ch- does it change out the year? Or do you say, you know what? I already studied this guy earlier in the year. I'm going to face him again here two months later. Is it, do you go back and research again or do you go, okay, this is, this is what worked for me. I'm going back to it. It's kind of a little bit of both. So okay. I always pitch to my strengths. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said before, McCutcheon, he's a very veteran hitter. So he's going to pick out the patterns that you throw and search for that pitch. So I'll go back and watch film more along the lines of, okay, what is he handling and what is he not handling? Is he handling a fastball up, which is where I really uh, pitch well mm-hmm. with my fastball? which opens up the bottom of the zone <clears throat> with everything else? Or is he not handling a breaking ball? So then I'll just kind of game plan with that. Mm. 
while still having my game plan at the beginning of the year, like fastball plays, don't sit on his hand because he can really turn on it, but show him inside and kind of go back and forth. You have the yeah. change up off, off that. So it's kind of like a cat and mouse game, really, okay. just to see. And especially if he's seen everything well and he's kind of on a hot streak or is he on a cold streak, then I have more room to play with uh, certain pitches. Sure. Okay, so, I mean – what I'm hearing a lot of is, of course, you're a student of the game, and that's never going to change, right? Um, that You just never can know baseball all the way through. But the other thing is, like, when you were in school, it's it's pretty dang important to learn just, just even how to take notes and just how to kind of format things because if you just become this big mess on a piece of paper, it's going to be hard to find, right? Is yep. that kind of – does that kind of come in handy from things that you learned back in school? Oh, absolutely. Like, that was my big problem in – 20 in the beginning of this year uh, my notes would be almost half a page long mm. and when I'd go back with a couple hours before game time and trying to really like okay I just need pinpoints yeah I'd be like I can't it's really hard to memorize nine yeah. nine guys of half a page of information so really talking to my pitching coach and he said just look for consistencies hot and cold areas what they like to chase just if they're aggressive or not, just yeah. little short things like that. Simplify it. Yeah, simplify it. And sure. it helped me tremendously. So I would mm. watch multiple ABs, and if they swung at the first pitch in multiple ABs, I'm like, okay, they're most likely going to be aggressive with me. Yeah. So I'll write that down. Mostly aggressive, but stay. Don't – but don't back off. Just because yeah. they're aggressive, you don't back off. And if they're patient, okay, patient, get strike one. Yeah. And so on and so forth. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, it's just really cool to hear, like, just kind of get into the brain of Trevor Rogers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love talking shop. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Okay, so um, sports cards and autographs are at an all-time high right now, just, just in popularity, right? So I actually had a chance to see, and I told you this before we started, but I had a chance to see um, how quickly your signature can improve value of something. We had a, a fundraising tournament, a golf tournament. We had a silent auction. Uh, you were there for the par three course on the same course. And, uh, you know, you stopped in, signed a hat, a caveman hat, and uh, it went from a highest bid of $10. And I think it sold at 80 or $90. So, you, I mean, you got You know, you were able to raise 80 more dollars just by signing your name. Um, so with that being said, do you have um, any of your own collectibles, any cards that you've, that they've made of you, anything like that? I don't have any cards my parents have a lot of cards, um, but I do have my first glove that I had customized for me uh, in low ball, in low A ball. Oh, okay. So it was kind of like my first year in professional baseball. I'm going to hold on to that one. Yeah. And then I have both of my spring training jerseys and then my black uh, Marlins uniform from when I debuted, uh, my oh. number 95. So I have that one and I'll probably, I probably won't. Let that go. And then, of course, I have my uh, white 28 uh, uniform for this year. Okay, so hangers, shadow box. How are you storing these kinds of things? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm probably, for my first two, I'm going to leave it on the hanger. Just okay. if I want to pull it out and like show people. And then my all-star jersey. Yeah. I, I did uh, got to take two, two jerseys of mine from the all-star game. And the one I pitched in, I'm going to have it framed. Um, just cause I don't want 
if they're going to steal that, they have instead of just a little hanger. Yeah, it's a lot harder to steal a big old framed picture of a jersey than than that. But uh, sure. I have that, and then I have my other um, All Star jersey that I wore for like batting practice and stuff uh, in my closet. Do you ever get to take BP? Yeah, we took BP pretty much. Oh, let's see, pretty much every day. Okay, but we sometimes I wouldn't be able to get in uh, just because trying to let the body recover. Mm-hmm. Um, but bunning was pretty much a must every day, yeah. <laughs> unless kind of kind of time got away from you. But yeah, we were we were swinging it pretty much every day. But you've had some hits. Yeah, I have too. Okay, so what was that like? Is that on the top of your list of like really cool moments or? Is it just kind of like, wait, I wish I would have had five or six? Oh, I think I. it's always like, oh, I always want more. Yeah. But um, not a whole lot of guys have even one hit in the big leagues. True. So to having two hits in the big leagues, I'll, I'll take that all day. I'm glad to, we're really excited because I know that we, you know, think people talk here in town and it's like, you know, hey, Trevor got a hit, you know. And it's really cool to not see you go up there like Tim Lincecum and just find yourself at the corner in the back <laughs> of the box and just go, hey, you just throw three. I don't care. Um, all right. So what are three non-essentials that Trevor Rogers has to take on every road trip? Like, may, you know, obviously you need your clothes and stuff like that, but things that maybe wouldn't be necessary, but for you, they're necessary. Non-essentials. I think one is my book that I take my notes in. Okay. Like if I don't take that, I'm kind of scrambling because mm. I don't have anything else to, I can do it on my iPad, but I don't really like, to, I have to, I like it in my hand sure. and writing it. And of course, cool. I think headphones, of course, I won't say that's very non-essential. No, I think that, yeah, that's you a think good one. So? Yeah. 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 What kind of headphones are we talking? I got the new Apple Beats Pro Max so we'll oh. the, the over the ear just to try them out. And those things are nice. Okay. I, I love those things. And then, oh man, what else did I take? I probably just like any type of snack. Actually, because I was a rookie this year, I had to uh, take a bag full of beer. Oh, really? For the veterans, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, if you, they caught you empty-handed, they would uh, they would tell you like, hey. Go give me some beer. <laughs> so, and, and did they actually draw on it or did they just want to make sure you had it? Sometimes it's more of like, hey, you're a rookie. You're supposed to have something. Sure. And sometimes, uh, like there's this one moment we got off the plane uh, and we landed somewhere. And Ross, <laughs> Ross Detweiler, he's been in the game almost 10 years. Um, and it was one of those moments where I left the plane empty-handed when we were mm-hmm. going to the hotel. And he turned to me and he's like, Where's the beer? <laughs> and he's like, go get me beer. And I had to, I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yes, go get me beer. So wow. I, had to, I had to walk up on the plane, <laughs> tell him like, can I have some beer? And they put some beer in the, a baggie, went back on the on the bus and started passing out beer That's to all amazing. the veterans. That's am- and it's not even like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking about like, if it was me, I don't even know if I'd be mad. Do you, does it bother you or is it just kind of like, you know what? This is cool. It's I I enjoy it. it yeah, it gets like I uh, don't want to carry beer, yeah. but it's like hey, all those guys were rookies at one point. They sure. had to do it too, so it's kind of the fun part of it. I enjoy it. You're not a rookie anymore. Heck no, I ain't doing that no so- more. I'm gonna pass it someone else, <laughs> baby. So are you gonna be like, hey man, where's that at, dude? Uh since I'm only a because ye- you had to do it, like yeah. some like you have to go through that. Yeah, 
I think if I'm like really close to a veteran or a veteran, excuse me, the, a rookie. Yeah. And since I've only been in the big leagues for a year, I'll be if I'm really close, I'll kind of bust their ball and like, hey dude, yeah. <laughs> like where's the time. beer at? Like clean it up, let's go. <laughs> Even though I'm not much of a drinker, but I'll, yeah. I'll make sure they're on it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so um, yeah, that was a perfect answer, by the way. Um, all right, so MLB the show, most popular baseball video game, right? Um, you're on it, obviously. Have you played yourself? I have not. No, I have not. So I have a host family in Jupiter that I stayed with in the minor leagues mm-hmm. and they're, they're pretty much family at this point. And the funny thing is at the start of the season, I was like a, a 64. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, I'm like, I'm better than that. That's BS. But yeah. Didn't really think much of it. And it's like, eh, it's a video game. I'm just happy I'm on there. Um, as I continue to progress and like continue to do well, yeah, like my host family, cause they have three boys and he would say, uh, yeah, your MLB the show cards at a, a seventy five now. You're silver. Cool. I'm like heck yeah. And we kept going, <laughs> and it's like, dude, you're at a gold now. I'm like hell yeah. yeah. And then they said like, you have a ninety nine All Star card. I'm like shit yeah. That's so cool. So, yeah, yeah I didn't know cool. it got to that. Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, it was cool. And they said like I had a for everyone that was in the All Star game, they got a. Uh, oh. The card showed up on the video game of all ninety nine. Oh, that's dude. so cool. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. It says right now, and and I wanted to get your opinion on this. It says right now that you are rated at eighty one. What do you think about that? Um, I would say it's definitely low. Uh-huh. Like, of course, it's come a long way from where I was. But then again, like kind of the back end of the season, I struggled a little bit, and then I had to go home for some family reasons. So I didn't have the best second half that I should have. But um. Just seeing that, and there's more room to grow. Yeah. There's definitely, it's definitely going to spike rather than drop. I can tell yeah. you that. Awesome. Love to hear it, man. Love to hear it. All right. So I'm going to run you through a couple of scenarios before we go. Okay. So the first thing is I'm a huge, this is your scenario. I'm a huge Trevor Rogers fan, but I've never met Trevor Rogers. I've never met you. Okay. I see you in public. What is the best way for me to approach you if you're by yourself? Or like, when is it just like, maybe just, wait a bit do you have any scenarios or like an answer to that yeah I've, I've come to the realization that i don't really i'm not gonna like sign cards or anything if i'm on the bus going to the field like i'll, I'll get you at the field um it's not so much for me but more for my teammates okay like if, if they see like a couple guys that aren't gonna sign they'll kind of back off a little bit mm-hmm. but if you go over there and sign then they're like oh man they i could possibly get more Sure. And some guys want to be left alone more than others. Um, wow. Yeah. It's, it's I, I never thought, I never yeah. think of it that way. Yeah. That's I'd, really cool. Yeah. Um, and then other times, like if I'm by myself, I don't, I'm kind of a chill guy. I don't really mind it. Just mm. kind of be just cordial, like handshake and yeah, talk a little bit. If you want to want me to sign some, I'm happy to do it. But as long as you're not rude, I'm, but other, if I'm, if I'm eating, Obviously, kind of, if you, they could wait until after, that'd, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So just when you're eating, it's probably best to just, just wait a bit. Yeah. Or, so, but you can still ask. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Or if I have my headphones in, that means I, I don't want to be talked to, then sure. kind of wait for another time. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Okay. So, um, which active big leaguer have you looked up to the most over maybe even your career before you started mm. as a pro? active that's a great great question 
Definitely Albert Pujols is definitely one okay. of them. Because that dude was the man in his prime. No kidding. And then we went to L.A. Uh, and I got to see Kershaw pitch against us. And like that dude's probably one of the best left-handed pitchers or one of the best pitchers of all time. Yeah. Or is going to be one of the best pitchers. So I definitely looked up to him um, and, and Buster Posey. For him, it was more like I saw – I watched him his rookie year when Cody Cody Ross was on that team in 2010 yeah. and they won it, and now he just retired. It's just crazy to see, like, how far – like, how fast time goes. It's like I, I watched him when I was little and he was a rookie, and now he's done and I'm in my second year in the big yeah. league. It's just – Time time flies, man. It really is. It really it really does. And I mean, like, and I felt like he might have retired a little early. He had a heck yeah. of a year. Yeah. But it's kind of cool that he went out on top, yeah. which is neat. Um, okay, so you see Albert Pujols, Clayton Kershaw in close quarters. What do you do? Ooh. Is there like an unwritten code in the MLB? Like maybe you don't approach somebody or it's just like each, I mean, a case to case, I guess. I definitely think it's case to case. I don't. I think guys don't mind if you like, hey man, like go up to you, like been a fan of yours for a while. But I think it's kind of like if you fanboy a little too much, it's like, come on, man, it's. I'm just just a guy. I'm just a baseball player. Yeah. You're a baseball player too. And if you're trying to get like a picture with them, and that's all you want, I think guys don't really really like that. Oh so, really? Yeah, no that's. Pictures. I I could be wrong, but I think yeah, if they. They could kind of see that you, they just you came up to them just wanting a picture. I think kind of taking advantage of them a little mm, bit. Okay, but uh, I think kind of just treat them like a normal human being. Just give them respect where respect is due, and go on your way. I mean, if anything, just being able to say what's up is is totally oh, yeah. fine, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, all right, last one. You get to play another sport with another sports athlete which sport would it be and who would you play with mm, that's a great question I've, I've, heard a, a lot, I've heard a lot about you can play basketball <laughs> you're, an ath, you're athletic in there uh you play golf mm -hmm. yeah so what else like what could it be so I, I i'm gonna do a trifecta i would play basketball with vince carter Ooh, okay. He's probably my favorite basketball player of all time. Great choice. I'd play football with Tiki Barber. Wow. Because he's my favorite football player when he was on the Giants tearing it up. Yeah. And then I would play golf. Mm. Who would I play? Either Morikawa or Matt Wolf. Okay. One of those cool. two guys. Yeah. We're, okay. So, ideal golf course. Because I'm sure you've played in some sweet ones. Mm hmm. So, where would you go? That maybe you haven't been. There's a lot that I haven't been. I, I would like to go to uh, probably Sawgrass with okay. that the the hole that's surrounded by water. Probably mm, is that, okay. Is that Sawgrass? I have no idea to be I honest think that's with sawgrass. you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like golf as much yeah, as the next guy, yeah. but I don't know courses I, very I well. I Think that's Sawgrass, and then of okay. course like Pebble Beach is yeah. the, the big one that everyone wants to play. And there's a few courses even in Florida that are just public courses, and they would be like. If it was here, it'd be a five-star private or yeah, private course. Yeah, it's like they have some. It's the capital of golf over there, so yep. they got some unreal courses. That's amazing, Trevor. Thank you so much for being on the show. I do appreciate it. Um, I really look forward to watching you this upcoming season and um, just being able to maybe do this again next year, possibly. For sure, make an annual thing. Yeah, okay. heck yeah, heck for yeah. Sure. Um, 
but yeah, the best of luck to you. Do you have anything for anybody out there listening right now? Maybe some inspiration or words of wisdom. Yeah. I mean, just the guys that don't think they can make it. Like I came from a small town and, um, there's, there's people out there that will find you. Um, I know there's a lot, a lot more other small towns uh, across the, the country. Like if you don't think they'll, they'll find you and figure out where you are, you're, you're wrong. There's, there's guys, especially with social media mm-hmm. and YouTube and getting you out there that way. Like they, people will, will find you for sure. Thanks Trevor. Thank you.